Are you interested in getting started in real estate investing, but you don't know where to begin? Today, we'll uncover some opportunities and niches out there that could be a great fit for you. Welcome to Simplify and Enjoy, the podcast and community focused on helping families have less stress and more options through minimalism and financial independence. I'm your host, El Martinez. This podcast is sponsored by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Find out how at bankbetter.org. In our community, we have families at different points in their financial journey. This year, we have some who are focused on knocking out debts that have been weighing them down. We also have families who are building up their financial cushion or saving for a huge goal, including starting a family, starting a business, perhaps both, or buying a home. Then some, including us, are in the Coast 5 phase of things. That foundation is in place, and we're considering options that can give us more flexibility with our schedule while producing income. Real estate investing can be a great way towards that and financial freedom. By investing in a property, you can generate passive income through rent. However, there's more to it than just what you see on HDTV, Magnolia, or those flip channels on YouTube. Buying a house takes money, finding tenants takes time, and you might be worried about being trapped with a money pit or knowing who to trust or what resources to find or what resources to use. That's why I'm happy to have Rachel Hernandez on the show. She's an award-winning mobile home investor with over 10 years of experience and an author of several books about real estate, including Adventures in Mobile Homes. In this episode, we're going to get into her journey into real estate investing and what made her choose to hone in with mobile homes the different options out there besides simply flipping or buying and holding property. And then an honest look at the good and the bad with real estate so that you can have a clearer idea of what to expect. We have a lot to cover, so let's get started. You are seasoned with real estate investing. That's something my husband and I are in the early stages of talking about. We are thinking of having some cash flow for this next stage of financial freedom. There's so many different ways to invest. We've done like index fund investing, which is really popular. But for you, what was your motivation getting started with real estate investing? What was that pull for you? Sure. For me personally, I will make a disclaimer. I hated viewing homes as a kid. I was with the family that moved every five to seven years because Mm -hmm. my mom wanted a bigger and better home. So we were in that rat race. My parents were both professionals. And Mm -hmm. so basically, it's very surprising that I got into real estate because I hated riding in the car with the realtor, (laughs) looking at homes as a kid every five to seven years. Obviously, as a kid, you don't have any say, which the parents Mm -hmm. deciding. And I moved from so many different schools. I think that's why one of the reasons why I'm so outgoing because I just had to make friends on my own because I'd be moving every five to seven years. I will tell you, I was influenced by the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. You've probably heard about that. But what actually sparked my interest in real estate was the concept of passive income 
in that book. I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. As a kid, I did the lemonade stand puppet show. (laughs) Going into college as a young adult, I was supposed to be studying for my classes. I was a humanities major, but on the side, I had a resume business. I got paid actually by my university to take notes for classes. So I always had all these side hustles. You know, once I got influenced by that book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, then the light bulb kind of set off. Oh, there's actually income that you can make passively and it doesn't require work from you to do it. I learned the difference between active income, which depends on you working at a job. You know, you get paid a certain amount to work that job. There's also this concept of passive income and Uh it's more on the investing side. You make your money work for you so that you don't have to work so hard. That's how I got into real estate investing. I was a business-to-business corporate account executive, so I had the sales experience. While I was learning, I actually started finding deals for other real estate investors. What I'd do, I'd go to my local real estate investor club, and I'd meet these real estate investors who just didn't have the time to go out there and find these deals, so they'd give me their criteria. I did something called bird dogging, which is like you go out and you find these deals, you get all the information, and then you bring the deal to the investor. And then they talk things out with the seller, try to negotiate a deal. If they do, then I get paid for that lead. So I did that for a while. And then after that, I went into wholesaling, basically taking it one step further, getting all the information, but then putting it under contract. And then assigning my interest in the deal to the investor buyer, like the end buyer. And then I get paid for that. I did that for a while to build up cash. Eventually, I started building up enough cash to buy and hold properties as a single family homeward. I did that for a while. I built up a portfolio and I burn out from that because every month, guess who the first person who got paid was a mortgage company. I was like, why is all my cash flow going to the mortgage company or HOA or the insurance company? You know, I was the one that was paid last. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. You know, where's all the the passive income and cash flow that I was reading about? Then I decided to, you know what? I'm just going to sell my entire single family home portfolio. Sounds crazy. Cashed out at a great time and then use that money to actually get into mobile home investing, which is what I do now. I buy mobile homes for cash without a mortgage. And then if I decide to rent it or sell it on payments and all that cash flow comes to me. So that's pretty much what I do in a nutshell. Yeah. I love how you had this plan and you build up. I think there's, I don't want to say it's a myth, but to a degree, a lot of entrepreneurs are put in this bucket where they're risk takers. They're doing this But then when I talk to entrepreneurs like you who's been doing this for years, there's like a calculated risk. There's some kind of numbers and analysis as you jump in. And I didn't know about the different roles in real estate that you were just mentioning. I feel like I'm going to have to put in the show notes of this (laughs) dictionary for real estate. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. (laughs) Yeah. But as you mentioned, there's different ways even to invest in real estate. Single family homes is what people imagine. They see HGTV and these channels and they, oh yeah, this would be great. What made you pivot into mobile home investing? 
pretty much the mortgage company getting paid first. Okay. And I got that rent check. Mm. That money, a large portion of it, went to the mortgage company, then the HOA association, then the insurance, taxes, and then whatever was left over. That's pretty much what I had. To tell you the truth, I made more money mm. wholesaling than I had with these cash flow properties in single oh, family homes. Okay. Pretty much my first deal as a wholesaler, I made a whole year's salary, which is crazy. Wow. Looking at that, I just kind of got burnt out. And I even out property managers it to manage these properties for me. But they got their fee and I had to manage the managers. So, yeah, it was crazy. And I can't do this. And you hear all of these stories from these burnt out mm -hmm. landlords. And I will tell you, it's true. It can be mm -hmm. a nightmare, you know? So now as a mobile home investor, I've learned mm -hmm. how to balance that. But not having that mortgage and buying these mobile homes for cash actually puts less strain on me financially. And I have to evict a tenant. Money's not coming in because this tenant's not paying. There are issues with the home. I got to do repairs. It just kind of lessens the burden on me. I just can't imagine okay. these real estate investors in California who have these crazy large mortgages on their home. You miss one payment. I mean, that's a whole paycheck to some people. You know, yeah. if you have to fill the home and it's empty and you don't have it filled with a tenant. So it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there's a couple of things. I'm trying to like order my questions. <laughs> sure. Because you, you had a lot of good ones there. Um. First of all, let's talk about like buying a home because I know many are familiar. They bought their home that they're living in. Is there a different process or mindset when you go in and you're buying an investment for you, your process with that? Yeah, absolutely. As a first time homeowner, if you're buying a home for yourself, it's completely different than buying yeah. an investment because as an investment, you're looking at how can this make me money? To me, an investment is more of an asset because it puts money in your pocket. Whereas I know a lot of people are not going to want to hear this. Your home is a liability because it's taking money out of your pocket. Now, we always hear from the banks like, no, your home is an asset. To me, it's not an asset. I learned this from Robert Kiyosaki in his books. It's actually a liability because it's taking money out of your pocket. You got to think about that. When you're buying a home for yourself, you're looking mm -hmm. at the home, you're looking at the location, you're looking mm -hmm. at, can I actually live here? But you're not looking at it from an investment perspective. How can I make money off of this home? Unless you do that, but that's mm -hmm. different philosophy. My own philosophy is your home is not an investment because it's just a place to live. Whether you buy a home or you rent uh -huh. a home, it's both a place to live. Versus an investment, you're figuring out you've got to have this extra strategy. How is this going to make me money? Either I'm going uh -huh. to sell it to a retail buyer and fix it up. I'm going to sell it to an investor like what I did, wholesaling, mm -hmm. or am I just going to rent it out and become a landlord? So that is your exit strategy as an investor. As an investor, you're thinking, how can this create a profit? So you're looking at it from a business perspective versus mm -hmm. buying your own home 
it's just for you, but you're not looking at it as a business perspective. That's just my thoughts. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I think it does take a mindset shift when you're looking at that. I was talking to some others about what they had noticed as a difference was when it's your home, even though you might do your own repairs and it's a fixer upper, you're still like looking for, I need this layout. That's you, you, you. But like you mentioned, you really, I mean, this is a business, so you have to, is this a place that it functions for whoever I'm trying to rent out to? Is this going to be feasible? You mentioned the realities again. I love that you're being transparent. You got good tenants. They pay. This is great. Things are flowing. And then you have bad tenant tenants. I know there's no way to completely avoid bad tenants. But for you through the years, what are like some processes or um, filters you put in place to make sure that you find, first of all, like a good investment and then second, finding those tenants? Yeah, the good investment, it comes with experience. Honestly, what I can say to everyone listening on this podcast, there's only so much you can learn your education. I do believe in education, reading books, listening to podcasts, watching videos, you know, in this case, real estate investing. But there's going to be a point where you actually have to take action. Mm -hmm. That is where you learn the most. What I love about real estate is like, you don't have to be the smartest person in the room. You don't have to have a lot of money. You don't have to have a PhD in real estate to do this. It actually levels the playing field. So what yeah. you get from taking action is experience. And that experience is where you learn the most. From that, you obtain knowledge, which gives you confidence to do more deals and get out there. Mm -hmm. It really is having the courage to get out there and take action. And I will be honest, I mean, I've been rejected a lot by a lot of sellers on the buying mm -hmm. end. Well, I'm not going to sell you this, but you just kind of have to brush it off. It's part of the business. If someone doesn't have that personality to be confrontational, they can always bring in a partner or work with someone like what I did as a wholesaler. I have the experience because I was yeah. sales, so I can take rejection <laughs> pretty much. On that end, you just have mm -hmm. to have the courage. The only way people are going to get that is by taking action. And by taking action, you get to learn the market, you get to network, and you just get better. There is no educational university for real estate, despite what other people think with all these real estate gurus. You just got to get out there and learn your market, figure out what you want to do, and then just keep learning as you go. I know that's very vague, but it's actually worked for me. I understand. As an investor, are there like some wins that you're super proud of or some hard learned lessons that you picked up through your years of investing? Sure. Probably my win that is the most memorable is my mm -hmm. first mobile home deal. And yeah. basically this deal came from, of all things, a flyer. I physically passed out a mobile home park because I buy these homes in the parks most times. This family called me. There was no for sale by owner sign on the mm -hmm. home. No one knew it was for sale. And the wife called me and said, listen, we want to move out of the park. We're looking to get into a regular home. Would you be interested in looking at our home and coming over to see if you would buy it? At that point, I was like, okay, sounds good. And this was my first deal. It was completely new in mobile homes. I had the real estate investing experience in single family homes, but completely new to mobile homes. Yeah. I was like, okay, how much are you asking for the home? I mean, it's a natural question. 
And the wife paused and she said, you know what? We don't want to talk about that on the phone because we'd feel more comfortable if we kind of got to know you and you came over for that. I was like, I've been told by many, many mentors and also these real estate gurus spout out all day long. If they're not willing to give you a price, they're not a motivated seller. And mm-hmm. I thought about that. And I, but then I thought, you know what? What have I got to lose? I haven't mm-hmm. even done one mobile home deal. If I pass this up, it could always be what if, what if, what if? To make a long story short, I went over there. The reason why they didn't put a for sale by owner sign in their home is because they didn't want a bunch of people to go through the home and make it dirty. Okay. I went through the home. I negotiated. I got the home. It was, I believe it was a two bedroom, one bath. I think, believe it was 1985. And I got that home for $3,600 cat. They even cleaned it. I filled that home in two weeks, sold it for $10,000. And with a nice starter family, they gave me $1,000 as a move-in fee, and then they paid me $250 a month for the next four and a half years. So Uh, what did I learn from that lesson? You never know what's going through the seller's heads. So had I not gone over there and listened to what all these gurus are saying or some mm -hmm. of my mentors in the past, and they only tell me this because of their experience, but I could have a different personality than them. You know, that's what I've learned. Then I may not be here on this podcast talking about mobile home investing. It may have never happened. Wow, that's so fascinating. That's great that you were willing to take that risk. Again, it's a calculated risk. You had some experience already within real estate. I think that's fantastic. For someone that is thinking about it, maybe it's on their radar getting started with real estate investing, And they're also just curious about mobile home investing. How can people reach out to you? Sure. Well, I do have a podcast. It's called Adventures in Mobile Homes. Really easy to remember and find on any podcast player. I have a website, Mm adventuresinmobilehomes.com. Anyone wants to learn about mobile home investing, I do offer a free class. If you are interested, check it out. As for real estate investing, my advice is to pick a strategy. And figure out where are you at this point in life? Do you want to build up cash so that you can eventually buy and hold properties? Or can you buy properties now, but you want to have them for cash flow? So do you want to be a landlord Mm -hmm. or do you want to be like what I did, bird dog and a wholesaler? Figure out what your strategy is. And I do have a Mm -hmm. book. It's called Real Estate Investing Sucks, How to Find Your Niche and Dominate. Basically, from all my experience as a real estate investor, the most successful people are the Mm -hmm. ones that actually have a niche. And mine is mobile Mm -hmm. home in terms of mobile home investing. My recommendation is to pick a niche, stick Mm -hmm. with the niche, and then learn it as much as you can. It's funny because I did have a mentor when I first got started. She was local in my area. I met her at a real estate conference. She had never done anything in real estate investing. She just picked mobile homes. She just read the, she just read up all wow. the books on mobile homes, started yeah. it. And she was a corporate executive too for a tech company. And we just had similar backgrounds. She's like, you can teach me a lot because you have more experience than me. I'm like, I have, I don't know anything about mobile homes. 
She's like, Rachel, it's not that different. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was coming from single family homes. Yeah. So that's one of the things I do. And she just stuck with it all this time. That's all she did. She's done great for herself. Basically stick with a niche. Uh And if you want to check out that book, I have a whole series of books, Real Estate Investing Sucks. And if you are interested in learning about mobile home investing, I have a book, Adventures in Mobile Homes, How I Got Started in Mobile Home Investing and How You Can Too. So that's just my suggestions. And of course, listen to podcasts like this. This segment is brought to you by Travel Freely. I know we have some travel hacking families in our community who love using the rewards for family vacations. And there are many who want to join them. However, it can be tough to sort through all the offers. This is where Travel Freely can help. It simplifies your search and makes it easy to find the best offers and deals that fit your family and how they spend. So you are maximizing your rewards. If you want to learn more on how to travel hack your next epic family trip, please go to simplifyandenjoy.com slash travel freely. Before we wrap up, I want to share a few key takeaways I picked up from preparing this episode and with my conversation with Rachel. The first is make sure you have a solid foundation first. Investing in real estate can be an important part of your financial system, but it's also important to make sure the more essential pieces are in place. Pay off those unnecessary debts that you have, and then also make sure your emergency fund and financial cushion are in place. Now, I know there are some who prefer to only invest in real estate for retirement and their other financial goals, but for me, I like to diversify the income. So we've included in our plan taking advantage of opportunities like the 401ks and the matches, and then also having an IRA for investing for retirement. The key here is making sure that should things go bad, like Rachel mentioned, you don't have a good tenant, that your finances aren't ruined. We want this to be an opportunity and not a burden. The second one is research and explore the different options in real estate. I will admit, I learned some new terms and opportunities about real estate investments, and hopefully you did too. What's fantastic to me is that with this variety, you may find an option that fits your budget, schedule, and goals. Speaking of goals, define what your goal is with real estate. Rachel mentioned that for some investors, they would prefer to buy and hold and have that cash flow, while others are approaching it more from a flip perspective. As a family, discuss what you would like to accomplish so that you can have a better idea of where to focus your energy on and learning more about that particular niche or branch of real estate investing. If you want to get started with your own financial journey, make sure you join our community. Did you know we have a free email course to help you save for your big goals faster? It's called 5 Days to 5K. In a week, it walks you through step-by-step how you can find, save, and earn more money for whatever family financial goals you have. If you're interested, just head over to simplifyandenjoy.com slash 5k. Special thanks to Rachel for being a part of this episode. If you want to learn more about mobile home investing 
and learn from Rachel, please check out her site, mobilehomegirl, girl with a U.com. As always, I'll include links to the resources we've mentioned, including Rachel's site, books, and some of the ways you can reach out to her over in the show notes at simplifyandenjoy.com. Next week on the podcast, can you believe it? We are wrapping up this round of episodes before we go on our spring break. We're going to do it with another edition of Listener Mailbag. And keeping up with this conversation of getting started in investing in real estate, I have a chat with Crystal and Alan, host of the new show, Stacking Deeds. So if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed. You don't want to miss out on that episode. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Audible, wherever you get your podcasts. Our theme was by Staircases with additional music from various artists over at Audio. As I'm writing and recording these upcoming episodes, please feel free to reach out to me. On social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I'm at simplify underscore enjoy. I'm also on Thriving Families and of course through our newsletters. I love hearing from you about how you're doing with your own goals and any questions you have about hitting and achieving your big plans for the year and beyond. Thank you so much for your support. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care. Take care.